0: Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter.
1: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
0: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, It's time for another bonus episode. Is that like 70s game show music? I don't know. It's sort of like the gong show. But anyway, thanks to everyone who called and wrote in with feedback on our debut bonus segment we did with Christy Todd Whitman. This week, we're doing what we call an afterpod with Matt Walsh from the hit show Veep. We got a lot of questions that didn't make it into our episode. So, are you ready? Let's dig in. Matt, tell me about
2: your first job. My first job, I was a cook at a retirement community, and I got fired. I was a dishwasher. Excuse me. I was a dishwasher. Why'd you no, get I mean, fired? The
1: applesauce I apple. was super
2: slow, and I was super messy. There were, like, puddles and food everywhere on the floor, and they're like, they just stopped putting me on the schedule. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> As a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up?
2: I think firemen or uh, or a squirrel. I used to love squirrels. I wanted to be a squirrel.
0: <laughs> I could see that. They're kind of like rats with tails, though, really, when it comes down to Tremendous
2: it. Tremendous agility, though, to see the tree hopping they can do as a kid.
0: That's true. Very They're impressive. Little, a little sort of squirrel like superheroes. Like, I can see that. You know? they were
2: sort of like rodent superheroes.
0: What role or job has brought you the most joy?
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, let's say Veep because it's current and it's the most recent that comes to mind.
1: And what motivates you as an actor and as a comedian?
2: Funny. It's got to be funny. And also the ability to collaborate or provide input to the material.
0: What about your day-to-day life would people be surprised
2: to learn? Uh, that I... You never shower. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding.
0: laughs> yeah. oh, Brian, you're sitting next to Matt. I mean, is that a hint? Yeah, fully,
2: where do you think
1: I got that from?
2: <laughs> I'm fully tattooed from wrist to ankle. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Surprise? I, I am annoyed that I still have to drive my kids to school every morning for like 50 minutes. Bad father? Yeah.
0: <laughs> They'd be surprised to learn you're a bad father. I'm sure that's not true. No, I'm a
2: good father. But that's the one thing about parenting. Like, really? Do we really have to drive them again today?
0: Don't they have a school bus?
2: There's no school bus in this K-6 through school. And we haven't – we've got to get people who live by us so we can do the carpool.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the carpooling yeah, for we, sure. I
2: need to change it. So I still have things in my life that I haven't perfected. <laughs> That's the revelation of that. What was your big break? <laughs> big break? Uh, I guess UCB getting a TV show, uh, a sketch show on Comedy Central.
1: Who do you most admire in comedy, and do you have comedy mentors?
2: I mean, I have the childhood people I grew up watching from – You know the Marx Brothers, to Peter Sellers, and then to Python and Kids in the Hall and early SNL. Those would be like the people. And then as far as a mentor, I don't know that I have an active mentor in the comedy world.
0: What do you watch these days, Matt? Is there anything that you're loving?
2: What have I? You know what I? I go. uh, I saw the Keepers, which is a dark documentary about some who probably murdered this nun in the 70s in Maryland. That was like the last thing I watched with my wife. And then, I know, I tend to watch more dramatic stuff. And
1: Comedians are very dark, depressive people, right?
2: Well, (laughs) I don't want to watch comedy necessarily. And then uh, we have three kids, so I end up watching a lot of younger movies, whatever. We We took them to see Wonder Woman the other day. That was a blast. They did well. Yeah. Uh, TV-wise, I actually did House of Cards again uh so i'm up to date on that and uh oh the killing i just went back to that
0: wow did you see
2: that one yeah
0: no, i didn't but
1: i love
2: how. did you see course. that one katie
0: i watched some of that yes yes it's pretty great you know what what i just started watching uh a handmaid's tale and it is oh. it is so disturbing and i watched it before i went to bed i don't think that's a good idea I think uh, oh. my daughter told me she thought it was amazing, so I started watching it, and it's very dystopian. I mean, that word was really made for that, that book, and now that series. You know, it's very, very scary.
2: Yeah, I've heard that.
1: You know, the other series that, kind of like Veep, seems like a parody but probably isn't that I love is Silicon Valley, also on I HBO. Sil- yeah, I follow that it's show. It's an amazing yeah. show. And, you know, I lived up there for seven years, yeah. I will just tell people it is very much true to life. It is not an exaggeration in the least. If anything, they underplay
0: things. Well, this has been Around the Dial with Katie, Matt, and Brian.
2: Um, What are you listening to? What's the last (laughs) album you bought?
0: (laughs) What's on your iPod? Remember, that was a big question for a while. What's
2: on your shuffle? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what's the best advice you've ever heard?
2: I think my mom and dad sort of communicated... Just do something you love because whatever you're going to do, whatever you do, you're going to have to work hard at it.
1: Can you tell me about the first time you got on stage and did improv and what that was like?
2: The f- The most memorable moment was I did a scene that lasted three minutes and it succeeded. And I was amazed that neither one of us on stage knew what the scene was going to be about. And yet we kept the ball in the air for three minutes without a plan and entertained a room of... 10 people. It was (laughs) a small room, but it was uh, mind-blowing to me.
1: And what did it end up being about?
2: I think we were two farmers competing over livestock or something. like Nothing I had life experience about, but it was a magical, because there was no preconceived plan, and yet it worked out. That was what really bit me about that moment.
0: Is it must be stressful to do improv? Have you ever had a complete and utter brain fart and just not known where to go?
2: Yes, many times. What do you uh, do? Once a show, you wait for someone else to take the lead, <laughs> or you just start, or you just start behaving in the moment until you find uh, a way to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like improv isn't necessarily you have to be witty every moment you can also just act and behave behave as if or invest in the things you do know and steer clear of like i need some elements on the periodic table now
1: so matt one of our listeners adam in missouri sent us a question for you you know youtube and technology have really changed the entertainment industry and so in what ways has making it in comedy changed since you
2: started out Good question. Um, My advice to that person is because YouTube or Instagram or Vines can help you. Well, not Vines, not a good one. But uh, I would say the basics are still the same. Like do do it every night of the week. Um, Be nice to people. And then also learn how to shoot, edit, and write. Like all those skills will serve you to make your own material. It's basically the same formula, which is like do-it-yourself. Don't wait for somebody else to give you the keys to an opportunity. Try to make your own stuff.
0: If you didn't go into comedy, do you? what do you think you might be doing today other than being a fireman or a squirrel? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was on the road to being a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, a psychologist.
0: You didn't want to prescribe
2: drugs? I wasn't smart enough to sit through med school lectures oh. or do another six years of school. So I was... Uh, I could see a world, where a parallel world, where I ended up being in in psychology of some kind, like a therapist.
0: And finally, what happens when you just don't feel that funny and you have to go to work and you have to bring it, but you're kind of grouchy and you're just not feeling it?
2: You just commit to the reality and you serve the other people you're in the scene with. You don't have to be the funniest, just say the words that are on the page.
1: All right, that's it for the AfterPod with Matt Walsh, a.k.a. Veep's Mike McClintock. Tell us what you thought. You can leave a voicemail at 929-224-4637, or you can email us, as always, at comments at correctpodcast.com, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: That's it. Home run, Home run segment. Grand Home slam. Home run segment. segment. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow, that was a rough flight, but I think we got through the first uh, first version we of s- it. I got some notes. We were so skimming we're, the trees. <laughs> yeah.
0: Stitcher
1: from BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going
0: on a road trip. I thought.